episode of I Wish I Was Taught That at School. I'm Evelyn Clark. And I'm Emily Wallace. And today on this episode, we have Joe Vagona, who is a certified financial planner and the director of Your Money Manager. Welcome, Joe. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Evelyn. Great to be here. Thanks for coming along, Joe. Nice. Great. So today's topic is all around budgeting. And I think it's a word that scares a lot of people or they just go too hard basket. Yep. Mm. So we want to pick your brains on some really simple ways to make budgeting nice and easy. Sure. Sounds good. Uh, so when I got into financial planning, I learned the basics about superannuation, insurance, retirement planning. But getting into the budget and money management was never really looked at from my training and who I worked with. Yeah, okay. So. It was really only through talking to clients and seeing them come back year after year where they were paying off their mortgage or meeting their rent, they were going on holidays, they were you know, paying for what they wanted, but looking at the income that was coming in and the money that was going out, they could have been doing better. Yeah. yeah. So then I started to ask people, well, how were they actually structuring their money? And then from there, I'd look at how they're actually um, managing their debts and their expenses mm. and seeing where people go wrong. Yes. Yeah. So from there, I really moved into looking at how I systemize it. And then from there, how do I help clients to then tie that into a short-term and long-term financial plan? Yeah. And it was a little bit stop and start because when I first looked at it, probably five or six years ago, I tried to get clients to email in their uh, Excel spreadsheets from the bank statements and I would have to manually look at the money coming in mm. and money going out. Yes. And so it was just too hard to really make it a viable business. Yeah. Thankfully, technology caught up with me and now with bank feeds and all the different yeah. apps you can have on the phone, it's much easier now to really have it so I can set it up much quicker, um, explain um, what people should do, where people go wrong. Yeah. Uh, and now most of the time when people start talking to me about their problems, I know before they've even said where they're going wrong and how I can help. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Do you think definitely. that people overcomplicate the whole budgeting topic? Because Absolutely. It just, yeah. I mean, you can go entirely out one direction or you can just make it nice and simple, right? Oh, absolutely. And one of the things I do is when clients first start talking about it, and there's probably two categories that people fall into. They either know they've got problems with money and they almost give up as soon as I talk to them. They go, Joe, I need help. Yes, we can't. Or they don't know they've got a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're earning good money. And then when I start saying, okay, you're on this income, mm but everything that's coming in is going out. Yeah. How do you feel about that? And then they start to say, okay, well, yeah, actually, we could be doing better. Mm. Yes. Uh, but to answer your question, Evelyn, one of the first things I do is draw out on the computer screen how people manage their money. Yeah. yeah. So often I'll draw money coming into one account, then into another, and then if it's a couple, one member of the couple will pay the other one for whatever expenses. Yes. And money's going back and forth, and I have this almost spiderweb of picture on that, and then people almost laugh and they go, okay, this is pretty complicated. Yeah, yeah. So and that's they, what they start with when yeah, they come to you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so most of the time I they're just going, no, we're going to start from scratch, keep yeah, it really perfect. simple. Most of the time I do get people to close off bank accounts, okay. Uh, okay. reduce credit card debts, and just yeah. keep it really simple. Yeah. yeah. And because I've seen now success over the last few years of how it works, I yeah. can see that complicating the money management is a big problem. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Yeah, I've learned that. I think one thing that um, is an interesting point to touch on, especially for our listeners who have an income, when you get that money, whether it be a fortnightly or a weekly or even a monthly pay, what's your sort of tip or recommendation on how to distribute that, you know, savings versus mm. expenses versus I want to go on a holiday? What does that look like? Yeah, great question. And it's um, going back to the complication, I really simplify it. And I've found that people so often, the more money they earn, the more they spend. Yeah. yeah. And the <laughs> yep. problem that I've found as well is if the money's there and it's easily accessible, people generally 
or use it. Yes. Or they'll have a comfort that they'll have a certain almost like a, a mental barrier when they reach a certain level, whether Ooh. it's ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand, whatever the case is. Yes. Anything above that is almost like wasted. Yeah. 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 So what I started with initially was a lot of my clients um, come through mortgage brokers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So typically they've got an offset account that's offsetting their loan. Yeah. yeah. And so I would start by saying, look, the ideal situation is to have all your money in the offset account. Mm. But the problem is I found is if people spend out of where they earn, mm. then pretty much the money comes in, the money goes out. Well, I don't have any way of really tracking it. Correct. Mm. That's yeah. right. Yep. So that was the first step I realized was to have a separate account for yep. just the weekly spending yep. and then to do a budget with clients and say, okay, what do you think you need each week for your, your groceries, your fuel, your takeaway, your coffees, all that sort of thing. Mm. And then I thought in my mind, well, the offset account would be great. They know not to touch it. Um, yeah. Let's just keep that simple. I found out time and time again, yeah. people, no, nah, they'll use it. Yeah. So yeah. I've had it's to actually, yeah, exactly yeah. right. So the offset account works great for probably a small percentage yeah. of people, I would say. Yeah. But then what I've realized is I needed to set up a separate type of banking system that mm. people don't have as much access to. Okay. Yeah. So now I set up a separate account that I actually have to come through me. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so there's certain You're accounts. You're the gatekeeper. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's, that's, what that's I, a really good idea there, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what I say to clients. We're the gatekeeper. Yeah. And so I'll draw a dotted line on the page and say, we'll set up a separate account. Yeah. There's certain banks that allow financial planners to have ability to release funds. Yeah. Um, they have two-step security steps, so you've got to actually go through um, the checks to do that. Sure. But effectively... It's clients' money, so if they want the money, I can say here it yeah. is. But they know just the fact they've got to contact me to ask for it. They're yeah. less likely to do it. It's almost like the guilt of like, that's I right. need my yeah. money. <laughs> exactly, that, that's true. Oh, so true, yeah. Uh, but then I found having that barrier, clients will ask me, I've had situations where they were going to um, buy new furniture. And one yes. of my clients, their um, son was getting too big for his bed, so they had mm. to go and buy a new bed. And they yeah. called up, how should we buy the bed? Yeah. Had other clients... Um, we're going to buy a caravan about 12 months ago because they were really stressing out about the saving of the money. Mm. Okay. And if they had the money in the bank account and access it, they would have gone and done it. Yeah, but because I had right. that there, I said, let's yeah. have a chat about how well you've done so far yeah. yes. and then let's see you on track. And they didn't actually realise how well they're going. And so oh, they were fantastic. like, you know what, let's just forget the caravan and they're still saving. That's awesome. So, yeah. I think that's mm. such a good idea because yeah. we could sometimes do that, you know, with parents or a partner to say, oh, you, you know, you hold that money yep. in that account and I have to mm. come through you to get it. But yep. it's so different when it's a different point of contact for accountability, for sure. particularly a financial planner. That's like, yeah. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Well, I know and, yeah. when um, a while ago my sister sort of came to me and um, she's a lot younger than I am, but she's just starting to earn some decent money now right. and was saying, I think I'd just like a bit of a hand kind of setting up my bank accounts and I'm by no means a financial planner, but we did set up a an account separate to her everyday transactional account yeah. with a completely different bank and every fortnight when she gets paid, she automatically distributes a portion of her money into there mm. and she comes to me now and says, look how much it's growing, Evelyn, yeah. but she doesn't have access to that. We made it that way on uh, purpose. But yes. I think there's a, something really important around that and that is yeah. keeping it separate to what you do day to day. Oh, that's so, right, Evelyn, and that's the problem that it was only me seeing because yeah. uh, I would think, hang on, you don't. It's in your offset account. Don't touch it. Yeah. But yeah. Unfortunately, just human nature. Yeah. And the problem yeah. is, we're not really taught at school, no. uh, which is a great Funny reason that. for this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, so some people, if they've got parents or you know aunties and uncles, that might be able to teach them. But yeah. it's been trial and error. So thankfully, because yeah. I 
deal with the clients, I can see where people go wrong. Definitely. So the basic structure is generally having an account where an individual or couple have their money paid in, which is usually an offset account if they've got a mortgage. Their mortgage yeah. um, and then set up a lot of automatic transfers so yep. people don't have to remember each week what to do. Mm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So then we'll have just have a separate uh, everyday account that they'll use uh, for their, their weekly expenses. Yep. yep. The offset account's typically calculated for anything that's less regular. So things sure. like um, your quarterly utility bills, yep. yeah. uh, you might have your monthly phone bills, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then usually the other account is really the third account, which is the gate, which is where yeah, we'll yeah. make sure when payday we've worked out how much per week or a fortnight or month we can actually allocate to the savings mm. and that's then automatically done. Yeah. So all the clients need to do each week is just sort of look off their basic banking. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah, any yeah. surplus funds, say they had from that weekly everyday account, does yep. that then get distributed somewhere? Well, that's where they can reward themselves. Okay. okay. So yeah. if they've got, say, $250 a week allowance yes. and they only use $200, the next week they're getting $250 again yeah. Yeah. and they've got an extra $50. So that's yeah. where they can either, you know, um, give it back to the savings, yeah. which yeah. they never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they can just spend it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and look, I have seen the bucket system uh, where people have different buckets. Yeah. But again, mm. I found just through working with clients that the more complicated you make it, yeah. Yeah. the more likely people will rob from one bucket to pay another bucket. Yeah, yes. okay, that's, that's a good point. That's a very good yeah. point. So look, it does work for some people, no doubt, but for me to have a system that is scalable so I can have you know, a lot of different clients yeah. on and continue to add clients, it's just so much harder if you've got some people that it works for and some it doesn't. Yeah. So the simplicity i found, the structure I've got uh, is really making a lot of great progress mm. yes uh, and then being a financial planner we tie that into the goal yes so yeah. how much can they save over three months six months 12 months and then what does that mean for buying their first home uh, paying off debt to then look at maybe their second home uh, paying extra into super whatever the goal might be yeah yeah and then using technology to keep clients on track yeah so, okay. yeah, so that's pretty much so when you're calculating those splits so money comes into whatever account it might be let's say the offset account at the beginning of the month or sure. the payday are you then allocating a particular percentage or is it varying based on every client? How do you work out? Yeah, based on every client. Yeah, yeah, so one of the first steps is to get clients to complete a budget. Yeah. Yep. Now, I know before they've even started, it's going to be wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it just gets them to so think yeah, how much can they actually or how much are they comfortable looking at it. Yeah. yeah. I find, though, that once I've started the figure, uh, I think I've had maybe one or two cases people have been a bit too ambitious in the saving and have asked money back. Yeah, okay. But once we take the money out before it's um, accessible for them, so yeah. on payday it's removed, they get used to that not having it. Mm. And then they actually don't even see, like you're saying with your sister, they don't even see it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But then I'm really careful when there's pay uh, increases, tax mm. refunds, yeah. bonuses, we quickly take that away. Go straight away yeah. so you yeah. don't actually see that either. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I had a client just in the last few months that got a pay rise. They yeah. were getting an extra $150 a week. Yeah. Uh, so nearly $600 a month Ooh. and they went for a couple of weeks without telling me. Oh, no. And uh, they, sure enough, they got used to the extra money. And I said, Hang on, they there's did. extra money going in and we need to take that. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, I just got used to spending it. Yeah. Uh, but now taking it off them, they don't realise So they've actually... Uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how about an emergency fund? And all of this says, you know, you can account for uh, all your day-to-day -day expenses and you know roughly what your bill is going to look like. But what about an emergency fund if there was something that you didn't account for? How do you sort of navigate yeah, that's a great question. I have had, do have people ask me that if something happens uh, and they need a lump sum. Yeah. That's where just having the savings is really important. Yeah. So I've got clients at the moment that their um, comfort level is $25,000 in sure. their emergency fund or their savings account. Yeah. So that's really just allocated there. So again, rather than having a separate bucket, 
uh, it's just it's part of the savings. So yeah, if the goal okay. is to save up for a deposit for a home, for instance, and mm. we've got like sixty, eighty, hundred thousand dollars as the goal. Yes. If there's an emergency that comes into actually someone loses their job yeah. or something like that, we've got the insurances covered for the sickness and health side of things. Yeah. But just yes. if there was something they needed a lump sum, that's yeah. just part of the savings. Sure. Because so many people do just live day to day and oh, week to that's week. Right. Yeah. 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 I'd see clients. Top income earners are yeah. sort of two hundred thousand dollars or more. Yeah. The money comes in and the money and goes all disappears. out. Yep. I heard a great quote once, which was "Act your wage." Okay, yeah. that's, good. <laughs> yeah. that's okay. a good one. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. yeah. So it's just the behaviours that yeah. I've had clients that have maybe I've met them ten years ago and they're earning say sixty, seventy thousand, mm. and now they've doubled or tripled. Yeah. They couldn't save money back then, and they can't save money now. Yeah. So people just it's increase habits. their yeah. And fair enough, people get married, have kids, you've got education yeah. costs, you know, bigger house, that sort of thing. Yeah. But it's just the behaviours. But then I tie it into the long-term plan. So yeah. I tell people, look, we're not taking money off you so that, you know, you feel restricted because yeah. you've got to live for today as well as plan for tomorrow. Mm. But it's just having that plan to say we're putting money aside. Yeah. Um, and people just get this real sense of relief, especially after I've started working with them for, say, six or 12 months. They mm. can see savings that previously weren't there for mm. you know, yeah. right. years. And they're like, we actually see we're moving forward. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, it's such a yeah. huge problem. There's so much anxiety tied to money. Oh, I mean, you time. think about a particularly starting off in business, right? Mm. If yep. you don't have income coming in, it gives you some sort of nervousness around sure. yeah. the whole topic. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it completely makes sense. Yeah. So, Joe, what if you had a client that or just any particular person that came to you and they're struggling to get by week to week. They're just kind of making making the minimum and kind of, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. Sure. What's their first step in actually starting to build some savings and start to allocate their money better? Yeah, so firstly, we would look at how they're structured. So yeah. I'll draw my little picture on the computer the screen. Yep, yeah. yep, that's it, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll get the budget done with them to see what they're actually doing. Now, if clients are really... Uh, tight with their money and they you know they're not earning a high income but they've still got all the expenses Mm. Um, a lot of it starts with the mindset because sometimes I do have to say look how are you uh, um, approaching how open are you to saying you're not going to buy coffees every day you're only going to buy once a week or your lunches or whatever I know coffees always take a hit when people but it can add up Um, I told a client the other week that um, working it out it was five grand a year five grand a year you don't think of it like that do you so Yeah, that's where the first three months is really the, uh, it's the the danger zone for me that clients can fall back into old habits. So I really watch people's spending that first three months to get used to it. So we would effectively set up the separate account. We would look to how much can we take across. Uh, And sometimes it might be only $50 or $100 a payday, but it's just that small amount that people can start to see it. But then to forecast out and say, okay, if we do this $50 a week in, say, three months' time, it's going to be X amount. Mm. And then in six months' time, it's going to be X amount. How do you feel about that? Mm. And if they feel like, hey, I feel good, that's good then we'll stick to that yeah but if it doesn't excite them we'll say okay we need to take more money off you which means less doing this doing that yeah Um, yeah. so that's generally what i'll look at Um, and then from there it's setting the goals yeah and so with software now um you know i use app-based software that people have an app on their phone they can see how it's tracking Mm. and then i can actually see as well how it's going and we send out uh, regular reports to people just so they can see it Uh, look a lot of people probably don't look at the reports but i look (laughs) at it just to see Uh, but it helps me flag Yes, and it somebody. probably keeps them accountable as well, knowing yeah. that oh, my report's coming once a yes. month or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and just a breakdown as well of where your money's actually mm. going. I think that's the biggest thing. Yep. I think it's a perception, particularly when you've got your card details pre-installed into a lot of things. Like I'm personally guilty of it all the yeah. time. I just click. I don't. I don't think about it yeah. actually yeah. going through as a transaction. Sure. And so I think expenses can add up very, very quickly oh, if you're not monitoring okay. it. Is there an app that you would recommend that can is a good breakdown of all those sorts of 
things, you can see where your money's going. Yeah, well, I use uh, industry software. It's called My Prosperity. So you have to okay. go through a financial planner to use that. Yeah, right. But that's great because that uh, allows bank feeds for the bank accounts. You can oh, also yeah. get an yep. uh, update on the property value, super yep. funds, uh, tracks the goals. Uh, people can also store in their documents, so their tax returns, super fund statements oh, and so fantastic. on. Yep. Uh, but look, most of the banks now uh, allow you to actually um, download reports or have, they're starting to understand people want to see where their money's going. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. can see uh, some of the major banks have like pie charts yep. and going through account yep. that sort of thing. So it just gives mm. you an idea and an awareness. But just knowing where the money has been going doesn't help if you don't have the behaviours right. That's yeah. right. And that's where having a financial planner or financial coach to actually get that structure set up yeah. and keeping you accountable. Um, it's like a personal trainer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but, and just, but it's for your money. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And tying it into a longer term goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the people now that I've been working with sort of a couple of years, you know, they'll come and ask me before they book holidays. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And if they're, um, you know, they're needing something out of their money, they'll actually think about it and ask mm. me first. And yes. at the end of the day, it's their money. So I never say to client, no, look, you can't take this. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but if people do dip into it, I like the savings of the goal savings account, we call it. Yeah. I will let people know to say, look, okay, because yeah. they're paying me to actually keep them on track for their goals. Sure. So it's not just another account they just keep email me. So I'll say, yeah, that's fine. But just remember our goal is this. I'm um, yeah. happy because it'll drop you back another six or 12 months. You okay with that? Yeah, because property well, price. Well, good. I yeah. think they need to know that mm. from a time perspective mm. as well. If your goal was to buy a house in the next 12 months and all of a sudden you dip out of that to go on a holiday exactly. and you say well that's going to push you back another 18 months yes they might rethink that holiday a little bit <laughs> that's yeah. and that's all i'll do if they're happy with that and they go that's fine we want the holiday i'll go yeah um, so so yeah but it's just having that checkpoint yeah um, sure. Which is it for sure yeah. so yeah but the technology is great now to actually see yeah where the money's gone but yeah. it's that behavior is to get it on track mm. um and like i said the buckets you know might work for some people but for me i just keep it really simple yeah yeah, yeah. That's great. And credit cards are the other question some people say they'll pay everything on a credit card then the month pay it off again i've seen probably less than five percent of the people i've worked with over the years yeah. can get it done right yeah right uh, but the problem is with a credit card there's no restraint yeah, yeah. because if you've got a five grand limit funnily enough five grand gets maxed out yeah. <laughs> Ten grand limit. and so people can generally if they are following that, putting everything on the credit card and then paid off, you know, I find they can generally do it most of the time. Yeah. Yes. We're coming up to, you know, a few months until December, which is always the worst month oh, for yeah. spending. Well, so yeah. I'm getting clients now to really start planning how much they want to spend now. So yes. there's cash ready there to use it. Perfect. But January, February, March, usually terrible people, if they can't pay off the credit card, then mm. they'll spend in January and they haven't yeah. paid off December and they spend in February and it just snowballs. Yeah. So credit cards are okay, but I generally prefer for clients to maybe have direct debits coming out of credit cards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for a weekly spending and discretionary spending, uh, use cash wherever possible. Yeah, yes. but, that's so important. Yeah. And again, I think that comes back to the mindset because at the end of the day, the money on the credit card's not your money. Exactly. And so yeah. if it is discretionary spending, yep. you're not actually spending your money, you're spending money that you haven't actually made yes. in the future. So for direct debits, like you say, it sort of does make sense because you almost know what they're going to be. Mm. But for that discretionary money, it's, um, yeah, yeah that's right. a different story. And again, that was just me observing people yeah. over time, how they yeah. did it actually. Like, say, okay, well, people find a credit card, it's actually, yeah, it's not your money. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, there's probably people listening or watching this probably can make it work and that's yep. great. If it's yes. working for you, and that's what I say, if clients are it's working for them, keep doing it. Absolutely. But the second group of people I mentioned before that you know, have a problem with money and don't know it. Mm. So if I say, people say, oh, look, we're pretty good with money. Uh, you know, we're pretty good with savings. And I look at their account and they've got, you know, very minimal. Yes. Okay, okay, you're saying you're good with money, but it's not actually showing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you don't get into an argument with people, but no. you really have to. People are coming to me <laughs> to get advice. I need to be able to say, well, there's a disconnect between how you actually think you're going and how you're actually going. They just yeah. need a bit of perspective. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I see money management 
more and more important for financial planners because you get that part right, then the savings happens from there mm. and then you can accumulate assets and then let the assets grow for you and then you can start, you know, you medium and long-term planning. Yeah, but if you don't get that part right, you know, I'm not comfortable for people to then go and buy a second or third property if mm. I don't know how they're managing their money. Definitely. Um, or if people are saying they're going to fund holidays or new cars, if we haven't got an idea of their money management, yeah. then, you know, I usually will say, well, I need to see that first. And I've yeah, got clients at the moment that, I want to see savings six to 12 months before they'll actually talk to a mortgage broker Ooh, or their bank yeah. to actually get it. Well, it's, yeah. the, it's the foundation of everything. Yeah. And I think right. um, for our listeners, hopefully they've taken some value out of today's conversation mm. because sure. budgeting is is key. It is a scary word for some people, but yeah. it can be made easy. And Joe, we really thank you for your time and no insights. Thanks, it's everyone. been a Thanks. pleasure to have no, you. No problem at all. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. so much, Joe. No worries. Now we're going to jump into our segment called You've Been Schooled. Joe, and for our listeners, this is a segment where we school you on something that you might not have known. Okay. So I've got one for you this week, Emily. This one is, there is only one word in the English language that is a triple double. So you might be wondering what that is. <laughs> it's essentially the only word in the English language that has three double letters following each other, and it's bookkeeper, double O, okay. double K, double E. There you that. go. Yeah, you learned something today. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of I Wish I Was Taught That at School. Don't forget to follow us on our YouTube channel as well as our Instagram at with Evelyn and Emily. The advice shared on I Wish I Was Taught That at School is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. This podcast exists purely for educational purposes only and should not be relied on to make any investment or financial decisions. Evelyn Clark is an authorised credit representative, credit representative number 502891 of Blesser Proprietary Limited, Australian credit licence number 391237.